Hey everyone, welcome back to Coffee and Tea with Justin and Tashina. I'm Tashina. I'm here with Justin. Hello. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know why that was so funny to me, but I don't that know, was. Yeah, no, I don't um, know either. So, mm-hmm. in today's episode, mm-hmm. we talked about celebrating the small wins and being gentle with yourself. So true. Um, we talked about some books. Yep. We talked about kombucha. We went off about kombucha. Yeah, there's a long part about kombucha. I would say this episode is primarily our feelings on small wins and being gentle (laughs) with ourselves and then mostly kombucha. Yeah. Um, And in the episode, we had decided that we should start reading more and maybe we should do like a book club type thing. So we're both going to read the same book Mm -hmm. and then have an episode where we like share our thoughts. And we wanted to share the book in the beginning so that way if you want to join us, you can. Yep. Um, So this week I picked the book and I picked You Are a Badass by Jen Sincero. I think that this is a really good intro book. I've read it a few times. Um, if you are new to like the Wait, song, wait, wait. Did you say you've read it a few times? Yeah. Oh. But every time I read... It's been a few years since I've read it. And every Uh-oh. time I read it, I get something different out of it. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought we were picking a book we hadn't... Neither of us had read. Oh. I mean, it's fine with me. I just... I Okay. I didn't realize you'd read it already. Yeah, I've read it already. Okay. I've not read it. <laughs> I think it's a really good intro book if you are new to like self-help type books because I feel like she comes from a very everyday person approach. It's not too hippie-ish. It's not too like religious sounding. Hmm. It's very just like kind of, I think she comes from like a tough love kind of perspective in a way, but like a gentle tough love perspective. And I think there's a lot of helpful reminders in the book and helpful practices. Sweet. Yeah. I'm excited to read it. Yeah. So how are we going to do this? It says there's 27 chapters, so we just going to, f- to read the first chapter. Yeah. And then uh, it looks like the chapters are pretty short. Yeah, they're pretty short. So hmm, maybe we should read like the first four chapters. And then talk about it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that sounds good. Okay. So yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll do that. Yeah, we'll do that. We'll take... I'm going to take notes. I guess we'll have our first episode talking about it next Friday. Sure. Or I guess this episode's going live on Saturday, so next Saturday. Yeah. Should we just call it Sunday? Sure. Sunday seems like a good day to talk yeah. about next books. Next weekend, yeah. <laughs> um, so if you want to pick it up and read along and chime in or pick it up and, you know, since shipping stuff is delayed. Um, I'm sure there's a e-version of it. Yeah, I'm sure there is too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I also want to add too, that if you're just looking for other books to read, Powell's books out of Portland is shipping through their online web store. They're a great place to shop for books. I love Powell's Mm -hmm. and they're independently owned Mm -hmm. and a lot of small independently owned bookstores. I think I'm not seeing them sell online, Mm -hmm. but Powell's is. So if you don't want to support one of the major ones. You can just say Amazon. Yeah, if you don't want to support Amazon, you see if Powell's has it. They have tons of other books too. I love Powell's. Um, so yeah, if you're just looking for a book are in you, general, go there. Are you friends with them? Would you no. say you're Powell's? <laughs> no, I just grew up going there and it's such a cool bookstore. Nice. Yeah, Cool. so. Okay, awesome. So yeah, grab the book if you want to join us. Mm-hmm. Uh, we realize this is very short notice. It's because very we short. just decided that's what we're doing. <laughs> yeah. And 
enjoy this episode. Hi. Hello. How's it going? Fine. How are you? I'm good. Oh, good. <laughs> We're getting back into doing this earlier, which is nice. Uh, it's 10 a.m., dude. Yeah, but this is better than yesterday and the day, <laughs> you know, for the past couple of days, it's better. <laughs> It's, we're working our way back to it. Not back to 5.30, though. No, not back to 5.30, but we're working our way to it being earlier, Maybe which is good. 6.30 or 7. Yeah. Sure. Mm-hmm. But I think it's good. Mm-hmm. It's good progress moving in that direction. I think next <laughs> week we should be in that spot. <laughs> I think it's important to celebrate like the small wins right now. Yeah? Yeah. What are some other small wins you'd like to celebrate? Um, the stovetop is clean. We did that yesterday, which I appreciate. Um, you know, this morning I swept around the litter boxes trying to like do that a couple times a day because the cats are messy. Yeah, they are. Um, I think it's just, yeah, I think it's important to celebrate the small, somewhat maybe seeming insignificant wins. Mm -hmm. But I think it's really important right now to focus on those things and focus on like what you are able to get done and what you are able to do. Yeah. So, yeah, I think the stovetop is a good one. I have not repotted all the plants I said I would, but I'm I'm going to repot <laughs> one of them today. Uh, <laughs> I just think it's like we can't get caught up in beating ourselves up right now. I think it's too easy to do that. Sure, yeah. And so I think it's good to be like, I, I said like I would do your, this. Your transition to this was, <laughs> we should celebrate the small wins. Here's I didn't do this thing. I haven't done. Um, yeah, not a smooth transition. Um, but just, well, yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know. Like all, almost all of our dishes are clean. Mm-hmm. Things like that. Thanks for keeping our dishes clean. You're welcome. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. Um, yeah. So I think for me, it's, there are a bunch of little things, but there are also things that I said I would get done that I've not gotten done mm-hmm. that I'm just being like more gentle with myself about. Okay. Like what? Um, well, like not repotting all those plants. I said mm-hmm. I would repot, like mm-hmm. I've made zero progress <laughs> in that. Wait, I did. I potted one. I potted one. I made That's tiny a, progress. Like a small win to me. Yeah, exactly. It's a small win. Um, So I think that a lot of us, myself included, and I think you as well, but I don't want to speak for you. So perhaps you as well. Let's see what happens. Um, When this whole thing happened, Mm -hmm. a lot of us were like, this is our time to be super productive and get all Uh, this stuff done. And what I am feeling myself and what I'm seeing on social media is some people are able to do that and that's great, but not everyone's able to. And a lot of people I'm seeing are feeling very discouraged about not doing the stuff on their list that they said they wanted to do. Hmm. Um, and I think that right now, like I was reflecting on that because I'm, I've gotten a lot done in some areas and I've not gotten a lot done that I wanted to. Like the photos, or not the photos, the like framed stuff I wanted to hang in the office. None of that's, none of that's hung up. Right. My plants are not repotted. The deep cleaning organization of stuff I wanted to do has not even started. Mm. Like, you know, I'm still loads behind on laundry, like just so many little things. Mm-hmm. And I think right now it's important to just be more gentle with ourselves about it. Cause that's, I think a lot of people are in that boat. Mm. And I think with what's going on, times are like uncertain and it's okay to have, more mental health time off if you need it. And if for you, that means you're not getting some of this stuff done or you're not as productive, that's okay. 
you know? Hmm. Do you have anything like that? Well, first I would say, I do think that if you had all these big hopes and dreams and things that you said you were going to do, I think it's a... Or things that you've been telling yourself, oh, if I just had the time, yeah, then I would do all these things. I do think it's worth looking at those things and thinking why you haven't gotten them done. Mm-hmm. Although, I also think that when we tell ourselves that, that we're not thinking, I'm going to be sitting at home with quote-unquote free time but this is the situation yeah it's like i think when we think i think when we think (laughs) about all the things that we would do if things were different Mm -hmm. i don't think this is the different that we envision (laughs) yeah like oh sorry go ahead well so i think it's just important yes it is important to be gentle with yourself and it's important to think about well now that I do have a little bit more time why am I not doing these things Mm, mm -hmm. and I don't think that necessarily means oh that it just wasn't actually important to you yeah maybe that's true which is why I think it's important to look but maybe it's just that oh you know what yeah I have more time because I'm not commuting because I'm working for home but I'm way more stressed out yeah. or I have more time, but I have less resources or I have more time, but I've been laid off or furloughed. So I don't have the money to start these things or, you know, I just, I think it's definitely, I think it's worth looking at, but I, yeah, I totally agree that in that look, we have to be realistic and Mm -hmm. say, okay, I'm not doing all these things that I said I was going to do, but it's not just because I'm lazy. It's not just because, I mean, I don't know, maybe it is. Maybe some (laughs) of it is, right? Yeah, yeah. Maybe some of it is. But I think, um, I just think we should look at it with with compassion. Yeah, I agree. I think that's a good point. Because like, you know, it's like what I was saying to you earlier, when this first started, there was that meme going around be like, now's the time to do all those things you said you were going to do. Start your side hustle, blah, blah, blah. And then yesterday I was seeing an updated version of that going around. Well, two updated versions. One was like, it's okay if you didn't do these things. And the other was, if you haven't done these by now, what the heck have you been doing with your time? You lazy POS. Like, and I was just like, whoa, like if you're, like, it's okay if you have it. Yeah, it's heavy times. It's heavy times. And like to Justin's, like to your point, what you were saying, it's like you could be financially impacted. There are areas where it's tougher to have, like, I don't know, maybe one of your projects involves things outside of the house that are not safe right now or that are not essential. Yeah. And so it's like, it's not the time to be running to Home Depot to buy like wire for your gardening project. Yeah. Like, and depending on the side project, or side hustle, mm-hmm. I don't know that it is a good time to try to start <laughs> one. Yeah. Depending on what you're doing, could be a terrible time because all your customers don't have money either. Yeah. And so I think it's a good time to like, to your point, reflect on it and think like, you know, am I not doing this for reasons that are out of my hands, but it's something I would do? Or am I not doing this for reasons that, oh, there goes applesauce into that box. Um <laughs> 
<laughs> am I not doing this for reasons that I can control, but maybe right now is not the time? Yeah. Or am I not doing it because it's something I genuinely don't actually want to do and finally yeah. addressing that with yourself? Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think too. You have some fuzz on you, sorry. Oh, yeah. I think I have a lot of fuzz on me. Um, <laughs> thank you. I think too, just like being you know, super gentle, like going back to me with one of my things being like, I wanted to like repot all of my plants that need bigger pots mm -hmm. that currently like would require me getting more pots and more planting soil, mm. which even if I order them online, those are not essential things. So I'm like, is that something that I even want to be spending money on right now? Right. Or can these plants just hang tight a little longer Yeah. and I can figure out something in between and get creative? Like, you know, maybe it's, I'm not getting new pots, but maybe as we go through our groceries, there's like a larger can of something we use up and that can work in the short term. Yeah. And like recycling the dirt from other pots. Like it's, a, I think it's a good time to get creative. Mm -hmm. And I think it's okay if you can't get stuff done. Like for me, if I'm not able to get enough potting soil I know this is like a lame example, but I think this is a very practical example. If I'm not able to get enough potting soil to replant all my pots, that's okay. It doesn't mean I failed. It doesn't mean that I didn't actually want to do this. It just means I'm doing the best that I can in the current situation. Yeah. I also think like um, be gentle with yourself, mm -hmm. but also like don't judge other people. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's just in general, don't judge other people. Yeah. Like you have no idea what someone's going through. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I mean, like, yeah, there's, yeah. I don't want to get into things, but yeah, there's, there's a lot going on. Yeah. There's a lot going on. Um, and yeah, I, I agree with you. If you're not able to do the things that you wanted to do, it's not really a huge deal. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, I definitely think there's a time to push ourselves. Mm -hmm. And I think that this can be one of those times. And I do, to me, it seems like, like current culture, at least in the U.S. and in the circles that I'm aware of, is like, don't hold yourself accountable for anything. Mm -hmm. Don't feel bad about not doing anything. Don't blah, 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 blah. And mm -hmm. it's all just like, feel happy even if you're a massive disappointment to yourself and you don't accomplish any things you say you're going to accomplish. Mm. And I feel like it's a weird double-edged sword because on the one hand, it's like, yeah, if you feel terrible about not accomplishing the things that you didn't accomplish, then you're probably never going to accomplish yeah. them because you're putting yourself into this state of mind of being upset and being frustrated. Yeah. And, and that's not productive. It's not helpful. It's not going to move you forward. At the same time, Personally, mm -hmm. I do think it's important. And again, this is for me personally. So I'm not, this is not a prescription for anyone else. I'm not <laughs> trying to say other people need to do this. But for me, I do think it's important to hold myself accountable to the things that I mm -hmm. said I was going to do, or at least acknowledge and think about why I'm not mm -hmm. doing them. Mm -hmm. uh, I also think there are a lot of things that we can do that are small steps, kind of like you're saying, celebrating little wins. There are little things that we can all do to help us in the long run. Like now might be a good time to open a couple new savings accounts mm, or mm -hmm. read a finance book. My yeah. favorite is, and let me just say, 
I know this is a very like clickbaity title. It's a very like <laughs> it's got it's got like a the, it's the title has certain implications. Yeah. But the the dude Ramit Sethi who started this blog and then later started writing books on this topic uh he he i think he kind of named it when he was like in college Mm -hmm. and it was sort of like anyway i think doesn't he talk about the name in the book yeah and how he's like he knows i don't want to say embarrassed but Yeah. yeah yeah it's very like scammy sounding yeah which is unfortunate because the stuff he shares is actually incredibly practical and so not at all get rich quick. If anything, it's maybe get rich slowly. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, the book is called I Will Teach You to Be Rich. He put out a new edition like last year. Mm. And even though we are not totally out of debt, that book helped us a lot. So much. It helps with such practical things too, like getting fees waived and yeah. stuff like. Yeah, we've gotten hundreds of dollars in fees yeah. waived since reading that book it's also helped us set up like online banking accounts and online savings accounts and just i mean for me at least having a savings account that's not connected to the checking account that i Mm -hmm. use all the time helps me just it's not even in my brain i don't even think about it it's just there yeah so yeah it, it might be a good time to start getting that stuff set up kind of these small little things that you can do without having to leave the house yeah or start working towards it yeah and I think what I like about his books too and his website is he gives you scripts because yeah. for people like me, I feel very weird calling about different fees. Like I don't know what to say. I have a hard time being direct. And so he gives scripts that you literally just read. And it's really, I mean, you can, I literally just read them. Some people make them their own, do whatever works for you. But it's really, really helpful mm-hmm. because like I remember the first time I called to get a fee waived, I was nervous. Yeah. Like I was like, It was There's an overdraft no- fee, right? Yeah, it was an overdraft fee that was because what was it? It was like something that was supposed to clear. The bank said it would clear in like two days and it cleared in like three. Mm. Like it was one of those little clerical things Mm -hmm. where it should have been fine, but it wasn't. Mm -hmm. And I was nervous because I was like, you know, the bank does say they can't guarantee the two days. So like technically this is my fault. And so I was really nervous. But the thing is, is that the worst that happens is they say no. Yeah. And, Rami even gives advice for that, which is to call back, which I did because the first they said no. And I called back the next day, talked to someone else and they were like, oh yeah, I get how that's frustrating. And yeah, you have had this account for six years and you've never had an overdraft fee. Mm -hmm. So yeah, we'll, we'll take care of that for you and refund this fee. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it feels really exciting like it's something so small, but it feels super exciting. Yeah. And I'm especially for someone like me who is not a very direct, assertive person. Hmm. I was mm-hmm. like, it helped my confidence. Yeah. And so I think that's that awesome. it, that's that's what's also great about it is it's just small things that makes you feel empowered. Um, yeah, I think that too. And if you another thing, another site that I like for that is actually Nerd Wallet. Hmm. Like I don't have a lot of credit cards. I have two. They both I have do. zero balance. Um, 
but I have not had great credit in the past. We're and working on it though. It's getting it's, better. It's in the good level now. Like yeah. I aggressively rebuilt my credit and I did a lot of that through reading blogs and figuring out like, okay, how do you do this? What's the best thing to do? And now that I'm at a place where it is recovered and I can keep aggressively rebuilding it if I choose to, which, you know, I think is smart. Um, I'm trying to figure out what makes sense now, because when my credit was not good, there were fewer options. So my options made more sense, if that makes sense to you. Like there were fewer paths to yeah, take. It's like when you go to a restaurant that has three vegan <laughs> dishes, the, yeah. the decision isn't as hard as when you go to a restaurant and the entire menu is vegan and it all looks good. And you're like, I don't know I don't, what to do yeah. now. And so Nerd Wallet is really helpful too because it walks through different bank accounts it walks through different credit cards it walks through all these different things and you can like take like they're essentially quizzes but it asks you about your financial state and your planning and what you want from things and then it recommends things to you mm -hmm. and so even if you're not applying for them now it's still helpful to look at because a lot of you know things that you can do to better your credit yeah will there'll be like suggested recommendations of like it'll give you this list of like oh this credit card which is only like this is a harder one to get and here's why and here's what they want to see from you mm -hmm. so for me it's kind of like okay then that's a goal i should shoot towards not because i want that credit card to use it yeah but because if i'm able to get that credit card it means these other things about me mm -hmm. which look good on paper which look good if we want to you know, buy a car, buy a house, all these other little things. Yeah. So yeah, roommate's book is really good, really helpful. It touches on everything. He's also not one of those people. I appreciate his stance of if you really love your latte, get your latte, yeah. which in the case right now, if you really love your lattes, buy an espresso machine. Like there's nothing wrong with spending money on things that you genuinely love and that genuinely bring value to your life. But reevaluate where you're spending money on things that don't bring you value and that you don't love. Yeah, Ramit's a really funny guy, too. Yeah, he's he is. He's got a great sense of humor. He is. He's also, I love following him on Instagram because he's very sassy in some of his replies. Mm -hmm. And he posts screen caps and I enjoy them. Yeah. Because his communication style it's is very... It's not unwarranted sass. It's no. like he just doesn't suffer fools. Yes. <laughs> and his communication style is just not very fools, direct. Not people. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, I think that's a good tip to read that right now. Or don't. Or don't. Yeah, whatever works for you. Maybe you want to read self-help books or whatever, or fiction books. Like, do it or don't. It's fine. Either way is fine. And I think that's kind of the point of this conversation today is like to figure out, I don't know, small wins are important and it's okay to just take them for what they are. Like, one of my things today is to wash my hair. And I know that sounds so insignificant and stupid to so many people. But for me, especially too, if you're listening to this and you also have long hair, it is not an easy task and it is mm. annoying and it takes a long time to dry and all this other stuff. So I've been putting it off. And I think too, sometimes if your checklist for the day is just like little things like that, that's totally fine. If that's what helps you feel motivated if that's what gets you going and that means you're making other more positive decisions then that's fine it doesn't have to be this long thing of like i'm gonna deep clean the house floor to ceiling in every room mm -hmm. and then i'll be accomplished no it's maybe you wash your hair and you do a face mask and you fix your broken nail which is 
some of my things for today. And then you call it good. Mm -hmm. And if you can get other stuff done, great. And if you can't, that's okay too. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) What are some of your small things though? Like what's, what's one seemingly small thing that you want to do today that would feel really good to get done? Uh, exercising. Yeah. Like yoga or something. Yeah. Just something. I don't know. So you might go on a bike ride. Mm, mm-hmm. I, it's, it's pretty rare. I mean, especially just cause it's been colder. Yeah. But last year it was pretty rare that I would go on a bike ride for fun. Mm-hmm. So I might go ride 15 miles, but it was to pull my trailer to go pick up <laughs> packages from the UPS store. Yeah. And I was thinking like, man, maybe I should just go for a bike ride for fun. Yeah. I think that's a good idea. I it's just supposed feel to be like warm I, today. Yeah. I just feel like if I do that, I'm going to be like, why didn't I go pick up packages while I'm out and about? Well, you can go do that tomorrow. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I can. <laughs> I think too. Sorry, go ahead. Mm-mm. Well, I was going to say, I think we both, because we work for ourselves and we work from home, we've created this thing where a lot of things that bring us joy need to somehow be involved with work. And I think it's okay if they're not all the time. Yeah. Like for you, go ride your bike and it doesn't have to involve picking up packages. That's okay. Yeah. I also think though that there's nothing wrong with it mm-hmm. having to do with work. Yeah, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. Like when I think about going out and riding my bike, quote unquote, just for fun, mm-hmm. it sounds good, but I, I feel like if I go do it, then it won't be fun because I'm like, oh, now I have this other stuff I need to do tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Like, why didn't I just do it today? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Hmm. It's a whole thing. Yeah. I feel like it's really easy to... to judge someone else's thing that they're doing, mm-hmm. whether they're doing it for fun or for work and be like, Oh, well you shouldn't do that for this reason. You should do it for this reason. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, <laughs> like, <laughs> I have, I've had, we've had a lot of friends who have been like, Oh, you need more work life balance. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, mm, maybe if I hated my life, <laughs> like maybe if I hated my job, but also, Balance is relative. Like I always feel like people are like, oh, you need to spend this much time at work and then you need to spend this much time at home and with family Mm -hmm. and blah, 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 blah. And it's like, yeah, that makes sense if everything weighs the same. Yeah. But like three boxes full of bricks does not weigh the same (laughs) as three boxes full of pillows. So Mm -hmm. if one is heavier than the other, then the balance doesn't have to be a one-to-one ratio. And I think that people get caught up in that a lot of being like, Mm. oh, you do all this for work. You need to balance more. And I'm like, wait, so you're telling me that because shooting and editing this video is work, I should not do it even though I love it and I'm having a super fun time doing yeah. it. Like that just doesn't make any sense. But I feel like people do that a lot of like the, the judgment of, Oh, you shouldn't do that because it's work. Yeah. Like, you need to take time off of work. It's like, no, maybe you need to take time <laughs> off of work. I love what I do and I want to do this right now. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I think too, when you work for yourself, things are definitely a little different, especially with what we do. Because for me, it's like I can choose to do a face mask, for example, because I just want to, or it's because I'm like making notes about it and because I'm going to do a review. Yeah. And the other thing is work-life balance is a privilege. Mm-hmm. It totally is. And I, I don't think you and I are in, I mean, first of all, we do a lot of stuff that's not work. Yeah, we hang so, out a lot. Yeah, so it's not like we work 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Yeah. Still, though, it's like being able to say, oh, I'm just going to not work today is a, it, is a massive privilege. Yeah. And even if you don't want to consider it a privilege, it's still like, it's still a choice. Yeah. And just because somebody else would make that choice doesn't mean that we have to make that choice. Yeah, I agree. So I guess what I'm trying to say is going back to the whole... I'm not laughing at you. Sorry, Bigira sat up and looked at you and then laid back down and went back to sleep. Mm, Cutie. Mm -hmm. Trying to... Trying to be gentle with yourself and compassionate with yourself, I think, is knowing who you are and accepting Mm, that. mm Mm-hmm. And and then just letting yourself be who you are without comparison to other people. Yeah. Like maybe somebody out there is like, you know what? Starting three side hustles and a new exercise routine is really, really what I want to do. And it's going to make me feel good. And mm-hmm. somebody else is like, you know what? My grandparent just passed away and I can't be with them and I can't go see my family because they're in a different state on lockdown or something. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just going to sit here and binge watch Netflix. Yeah. Or maybe the heavy stuff hasn't happened and you just want to sit and watch Netflix. Like you do you. Yeah, exactly. Like nobody, like who cares what other people think about how you live your life? If you're happy. Yeah. Now, like if you're not happy, I guess that's another story. Mm-hmm. But if you if you're happy not being happy, then whatever. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think right now too, it's like everyone handles stress differently. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something that is not being acknowledged well enough. Like sometimes when I'm stressed, I can get so much done and be really productive. Yeah. Other times I just completely shut down. Yeah. And I think that's the case for a lot of people. And then when, if I'm in the mode where I feel like I need to shut down, mm-hmm. And I'm seeing all this stuff being like, be productive, do all these things. It makes me shut down even more. Hmm. And I think that... Why do you suppose that is? Because it makes me feel bad. Because then I'm like, man, I'm already shut down. I'm not feeling good. And now I'm feeling this external judgment that I should be doing these Hmm. things. And now I'm judging myself more for not doing them. And I'm just shutting down further and feeling Hmm. like more not great about it. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think too, yeah, it's like everyone handles stress differently. And right now... Even if you're healthy, your family's healthy, like everyone is stressed out right now just because of the general situation. And so I think we really need to just be okay with that, that that affects everyone differently. And what your productive day looks like is going to be different than someone else's productive day. And each day is going to be different too. Mm -hmm. Like your productivity on one day is going to be different than your productivity on another. And that that's okay. I think too... If you want to read books that will help you 
be more gentle with yourself and deal with that struggle, Marianne Williamson, her books are really good for that. Hmm. Um, she, you know, it is the same Marianne Williamson that w- was running, you know, had <laughs> the presidential campaign and a lot of people made fun of her and she's definitely Rude. a little like wacky and out there, but oh, I, I love her books and she comes from the same standpoint of Gabby Bernstein where, okay, a lot of people think she's really religious and she's not. She talks about referring to like a higher power. She's talking about this in interviews and her books, she uses the word God not because she necessarily is like, that's God, but that's the most commonly used word that she felt people could identify with. Mm -hmm. And so she was saying how in her books to her, it's just like a higher energy. Mm -hmm. It's not this end all be all being, but that most people believe, like most people resonated better with using the word God. And so a lot of self-help authors use the word God when they don't necessarily mean the Christian type of God. Right. And so I think a lot of times her books and same with Gabby Bernstein's get taken in a different way mm-hmm. than they should be. Mm-hmm. So that's just a preface. Like so that's something I want to put out there where if you do pick up one of her books, cause, and you're like, Oh my gosh, this word is all over. Cause I felt that way at first too, mm-hmm. because I did not grow up at all religious. If anything, you grew up anti-religious. Uh, agnostic, I would say. I think agnostic. You weren't allowed to listen to Jars of Clay. Yeah, because they're preaching this like packaged version of what this higher thing should be. And like, it's a very... Which is called religion. Right, yeah, but they're marketing for... Re- like, anyway, yes, I get your point. Yes. Um, I grew up in that, you know, my belief is that everything is energy and energy is all connected. And literally from the scientific standpoint, that is what makes sense. And certain things have more energy than others. It doesn't necessarily mean that they're this all seeing eye powerful thing. Anyway, when I first started reading Marianne Williamson, I struggled with her use of the word God. And so I went digging because I was like, man, is this like Am I going to get halfway through this book and she's trying to convert me? This is a secret, secret Christian <laughs> yeah. propaganda yeah. that you've so, been fearing. Exactly. And I was like, oh my gosh, now I'm like thinking about Gabby Bernstein differently because she loves Marianne Williamson. And like, I need to figure this out for myself mm-hmm. and figure out where this is coming from. So mm-hmm. I did all this digging and that's when I found that out. Mm-hmm. And they're both from that standpoint of they're like, I don't actually mean like the Christian God or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like I'm just using it as a word because people can understand it better. Sure. And then I was like, oh, so you could read it and replace everything where they say God with Joe or energy or whatever word you want to use, which is mm-hmm. what I do when I read spirit. it. Spirit. Yeah, spirit. Crystals. Yeah, yeah. I replace the word <laughs> the in moon. my head as I'm reading it. <laughs> but the message, anyway, going back to my pain point, is a lot of her books are really, really helpful when it comes to not judging yourself, being yeah. more gentle with yourself, being more gentle with others, because when you're judging others, it's it's only hurting you, basically. And I really like her approach because she is very loving and very gentle about things. And I think right now that could be helpful for people. Um, maybe one thing we should do together Mm -hmm. and it could be a weekly episode is maybe we should start a book club. I like that. That's the two of us. Yeah. And we could each read a set, you know, set amount 
and then an episode can be talking about whatever we resonated with. Would we be reading the same book or different books? Uh, I think generally (laughs) (laughs) it's the same. (laughs) Usually, yeah, they do. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I just wanted to ask to clarify because I feel like we'd have to pick in advance and let people know. And so I just wanted to make sure. Oh, I, you just meant us. Yeah. I hadn't really thought Uh, that the audience would, would care that much. Okay. Well, if you do care, comment and let us know. Yeah. Because I'm curious. Yeah. So maybe we'll pick out a book. Yeah. Today and we'll un- we'll announce it in the intro. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I like that. Good. I think I'm that's glad. a good idea. I think you're a good idea. Thank you. You're welcome. My mom thinks so too. <laughs> <laughs> Which I talked to my mom yesterday about being on the podcast in the future. Right. She's, what'd you say? she's hesitant. She was like, I don't know what I would talk about. And Just, I was like, we can talk about your garden, like yeah. whatever you want. <laughs> my mom is like right now in the middle of planting her big garden space. I think her garden's like a quarter of an acre or something. Really? Yeah, it's big. That's huge. Yeah. Maybe maybe it's a little less. But she's like aggressively been planting it right now. And so I was like, let's talk about that. Like she loves gardening. She loves plants. I think it would be helpful for people to hear like what are their options for planting right now? Yeah. Things, what they can do with it. Mm Because she's planting with the intent of this is stuff to either eat fresh or to like can or preserve or whatever. Yeah. Um, But yeah, she said, let her think about it for a couple days. Okay. I think she feels pressure by people would be listening and watching Mm. and my mom's kind of shy yeah so that's i don't that's weird i don't think of your mom as a shy person i think my mom she's like me where if you know her she's not shy Mm. but if you're in a room of 30 people she's not going to be up at the front of the room being like hey everyone you know what i mean (laughs) it's me (laughs) it's me jennifer like that's that's not my mom that's not me Hmm. I could see that from you. That'd be your dad, I think. Hmm. But yeah, my mom, she's like me where if she knows you and she's comfortable around you, she's not shy. And it's not that she's standoffish necessarily, but she's not like super outgoing. Hmm. Reserved maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I think that's how I am. Yeah. Right. Cause you're not, I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but to me, I don't know if I would use shy as a descriptor for you either, because you're not like low self, like you're not like self-conscious, like stay away from me. Like, I don't want to be seen. Yeah. I was for a long time though, growing up and I worked really hard on it. I guess what I'm wondering though is, do you still see yourself that way? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. Interesting. But I know that it is better for me to not be that way. So I push (laughs) myself for for, you, for me and Uh for other people too. Uh So I push myself out of it because really early on, like being younger, I was incredibly shy, Mm -hmm. like painfully shy. Like you, I had teachers comment how I never talked in class. And if they even made eye contact with me, I would like shrink away my chair and turn bright red. Whoa. Like I did not, you're kind of turning a little bit red right now just talking about yeah, it. Yeah, like it's because I feel in situ in a lot of situations that are socially normal for other people, mm-hmm. I feel this immense amount of pressure. Hmm. 
even when it's people that we know, Mm -hmm. like I get to a point with people where I feel comfortable and then it's fine and I open up. But a lot of times, yeah, in social situations, that's why they can be tiring for me is I feel this immense amount of pressure, Hmm. um, which I've gotten better at dealing with. But growing up, I had a very hard time. I didn't know how to deal with that. Interesting. So yeah, I would literally, I was like the kid that you could sit by for years in class and you'd never hear me talk. Mm. Yeah. Which, yeah, I mean, there are people I went to high school with who are like, oh, I had classes with you for four years. I like, that's what they say. I literally never heard a word come out of your mouth. Mm. Like I did not know your name. I didn't know anything about you, but I remember you cause I saw you, but mm. like no clue. Mm. Yeah. Very fascinating. Mm-hmm. Very stealthy. <laughs> <laughs> These are my Defin- my hobbit like behaviors. <clears throat> Definitely the word I would use to describe you. <laughs> yep. Stealthy. Stealthy, graceful, <laughs> loud. All those things. Stealthy, graceful, loud. Yep. <laughs> it all fits. <laughs> okay. Um Yeah. I think the book thing is a good idea. Mm. So yeah, let's pick out one today and then tomorrow we can announce it. Okay. Well, I was thinking we'd pick it out at the end of this and then we can announce it in the intro. Uh, Like after we record, we'll go pick it out? Yep. Okay. So by now, people listening will be like, yeah, we already know the book. Stop (laughs) Stop talking talking about about it. it. Please move on. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I just wanted to make sure I understood our process. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. what we're going to do. So mm-hmm. I have a question for you. Yep. What's going on me. with that kombucha over there? And like the way you worded that sounds like, <laughs> like what's it what doing? What's going on with that over there? It's all over the place. I would love to give you uh, an in-depth and entertaining answer. Uh, although I'm not, it's fermenting. I mean, but like the mother's growing and stuff. The mother's growing. Yes. Okay. So that container I've had since we lived in Sonoma. Yeah. So you've had it for like what, like two years, mm, something like that. Although I don't think I was using it for kombucha until, until we moved into Napa. Mm. Okay. And yeah. I think we were using it for water previously. Yeah. Anyway, I've, I've quote unquote cleaned it. But the most cleaning that I've done in that time is to just completely dump it out and rinse it with water. Mm -hmm. I've not, at least not that I can recall since I started using it for kombucha, I don't think I've put soap in it at all. Which means that the inside of it basically constantly has liquid in it and or once the liquid is drained, if I haven't refilled it all the way, it's got all this like crusty, dry kombucha stuff yeah so the which would be like when you get a bottle of kombucha at the store it's like the boogery stuff in it right but that's yeah yeah residue from that residue from the mother you know sitting around the edge of the Mm -hmm. the edge of the container and then kind of like just you know i mean it's a living fermenting thing so it's gonna leave a lot behind yeah and not necessarily look pretty. Anyway, <laughs> so what I've been doing, though, is when I do empty it out all the way and uh, rinse it out, and then I start a new batch of kombucha, I mm-hmm. actually don't put any kombucha in it. So normally, uh, 
if you were starting from scratch, you would put in your sweet tea and mm-hmm. then you would put in a little bit of, you know, you might buy an entire 16 ounce store-bought kombucha and dump the whole thing in. Mm-hmm. You might put a mother that you already have or scoop some out from a store-bought kombucha or whatever. You you would do something. Yeah. You would add something store-bought or previously kombuched mm-hmm. into <laughs> your sweet tea to kickstart it. But because there's so much kombucha residue on the inside of this container, even once it's rinsed out, all I had to do was add the sweet tea and then wait. Yeah. So when Shashina is asking if the mother's growing, it's because when you do it that way, it tends to take quite a bit of time for the mother to start going. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, it's, it's going pretty well now. I mean, and it's, I mean, it hasn't even been that long, maybe a week. Yeah. And I feel like once it kind of gets going, it goes quick. Like once it has like the thin layer yeah. on the top of the kombucha mother, it's yeah. just, it starts going a lot faster in growth. Like once it connects basically. Yeah, absolutely. So the whole, the fermentation of the, of the liquid inside that turns the sweet tea into kombucha is started or happens rather when that liquid is cut off from oxygen. Mm -hmm. So when, yeah. So when that layer really, really makes its way uh, across the whole thing and forms like a sturdy layer, then yeah, it starts to happen pretty quickly. Yeah. I also find that the, width of your container versus the depth has a Hmm. massive impact on how fast it ferments because if you have something that for example is really deep but not very wide like one of the big mason jars like a big mason jar yeah then in my experience your kombucha takes longer to ferment and the mother grows a bit slower interesting as where if you had the same amount of liquid but it was in something that was shorter and wider you're mm-hmm. giving your mother a larger surface area so mm-hmm. once it starts to take off it really grows fast and everything ferments a lot quicker interesting yeah so follow-up question to that because mm-hmm. i've seen how sharon just got a kombucha kombucha mother sharon did yeah wasn't that sharon i'm uh, pretty sure that was sharon i don't know <laughs> Sorry if I'm misremembering. Sharon, if you're confused. Where are you remembering it from? I thought it was in the comments. Oh, I might have missed that. I'm pretty sure it was Sharon. I apologize if I'm remembering wrong. How um, did I miss that? I read every comment. I'm, I don't know how I missed that. Maybe it wasn't. Maybe I'm making this up. Well, I was tweeting <laughs> at Chris about the kombucha mother that they just bought. Yeah, but there was some other... Someone was saying that they were just gifted a kombucha mother and they haven't started it yet. Oh, and wow. I, I don't know where that was. I am fully convinced it was Sharon, but if Sharon, I might if be you completely confirm or deny wrong, your, uh, <laughs> I might be totally imagining situation. this. Um, so if you're someone like that and you have a mother, what would be good containers to start it in? Because you're saying do something that's like wider. So what would be some easy I'm options? I'm not advocating that someone does something wider. Actually. Okay. Especially if you're new to it. I mm. think that you could be, uh, it could be hard to keep up with, especially as the weather's getting warmer. Yeah. So I'm not necessarily advocating that somebody okay. do that. In fact, oftentimes it's more of a hassle. It goes fast. Yeah. It. I would say 
if you have a large family that loves kombucha, mm-hmm. or if we were not in the current times of social distancing, mm-hmm. and and rather we were in a time where you could give kombucha to friends and more extended family, then yeah, doing something on a larger scale like what I do would make sense. Yeah. But if you're just doing it for yourself, I would say keep the container small because okay. you're probably not going to be drinking that much. So like a mason jar or like one of the bigger mason jars or yeah, something. Yeah, maybe two of the bigger mason jars just okay. so that you can offset your fermentation and kind of always have mm. a steady flow. Although, honestly, I don't like making them in mason jars at all. I find it a bit obnoxious. It's difficult to pour, I find. Yeah, it's just it's so just a whole thing. What would be a good... I don't know. Okay. I mean, I guess whatever you have at home. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. I like right now, I wouldn't necessarily advocate somebody going out and buying something specifically for this. Yeah. Although, yes, the tall, the like bigger mason jars, whatever size those are, I don't remember off the top of my head. I want to say there's something close to like two liters or something maybe i honestly i don't the know ones but that are like this yeah the the tall ones yeah. the big ones uh those are i mean they're fine yeah i just personally don't enjoy making kombucha in those yeah but that's also because generally when i make it i like to have a pretty good amount yeah it made yeah i mean you make like two gallons at a time right um, this is a two gallon container or am i making that up too i, I think it I think it might be more. Okay. But it's a lot. It's yeah, a lot. It's, yeah. To your point, it yes, it is a lot <laughs> of liquid. And then generally I'll make that and then bottle it and do a second fermentation while mm-hmm. I have, you know, while I've then refilled yeah. the kombucha yeah. to do a whole other first fermentation again. Yeah. Which is fun. And mm-hmm. I feel like when we've, when you first started, I shouldn't say we, when you first started, you kind of had like two jars going. And you would take the mother from one and start it in another while we drank. When I what first was started was years before you and I met. Oh. And I didn't really know what I was doing or how kombucha was supposed to taste. So I was basically making and drinking vinegar, mm. kombucha vinegar. When I started making it at a larger scale when we lived in Napa, because mm-hmm. we had so many friends that wanted it. And I was playing with the idea of starting like a, you know how like there's like the milkman from the olden days, <laughs> like basically being a kombucha man. Mm-hmm. And there's like a secret kombucha club that's only it's spread, your door. spread by word of mouth. Yeah. And you just leave your jars outside and I replace them with new ones. Yeah. Uh, then I started using two and then three and then four. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You had a bunch there. I think at one point you had 10. Yeah. Well, I th- yeah. At that point i was like i've been making kombucha for a long time mm-hmm. but like i said i i haven't really been good at it i think maybe the last three or four years is when i've really started to understand what makes it do what and mm. you know like like now i understand if i want a very effervescent strawberry kombucha i know exactly how to do that yeah as where before it was a lot of guessing and experimenting and using different teas and blah 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 yeah, and, yeah. but so. you can start it with just like black or green tea sugar water if you have a mother or a bottle of kombucha well typically you want to start with typically you always want your base tea to be black and green tea okay i don't so there 
there's a lot of things that I don't really understand about it. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't really know why that is. Okay, that's what I was going to ask. I don't think it's just a flavor thing. And I know that you can do it with one or the other. Mm-hmm. So I don't know that it necessarily matters. Okay. But it, it has to be an actual tea. It can't be a quote-unquote herbal tea. Yeah, or a Which is not tea. an actual tea. Yeah, it has to have either... It needs to be either black or green. Mm-hmm. I use organic because whenever it comes to like fermented stuff, I just feel like organic is... Like, why not? It's yeah. generally not that much more expensive, especially when you're talking about getting a big box of tea bags. Yeah. And organic ones, like we do the Whole Foods brand, but like Newman's Own has big boxes of organic tea you can get. Yeah. Like, it's pretty easy to find online. Yeah. And when you consider like what you pay for a bottle of kombucha mm-hmm. at the store, it's like one bottle of kombucha, the same amount will get you gallons and gallons of tea. Yeah. And then, like Tashina said, you really only need sugar. Yeah, it's easy. It's and, pretty simple. And a starter, yeah. Yeah, if you have the starter, it's simple. We have a friend who I was teaching them how to make it, but they were supposed to... Uh, I, I don't remember if I had given them a starter or if I was going to give it to them and I was waiting to hear back from them. But then so much time had passed You gave them a starter. I remember. Then anyway, they didn't continue. put it in. Yeah, they forgot. They didn't add it to their tea, but so much time had passed that they had both forgotten and, or we had both forgotten. And then I checked in with them and they're like, yeah, something's growing on the top, but I don't know. It doesn't look right. And I looked in and I was like, that's mold. That's just (laughs) a thick, disgusting layer of mold. Like what happened here? And then we found out, oh, they never put the mother in. Yeah. So it just it they just had a jar of sweet tea just sitting in <laughs> On their, their counter in their cupboard for like two months. Yeah. I remember them saying that their their partner thought it was the mother and was like, It's doing great. It's growing so fast. Look at that. Wow, we zowie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Yeah, it's actually in my experience hard to make kombucha mold. And the reason mm. is because there's something I don't remember all the cool words for it. Oh, but yeah. Yeah, basically the like acidity, I think, of kombucha. Or maybe it's just actually the bacteria itself is sort of like the antithesis of mold causing bacteria. Like, again, I don't remember all the fun terminology, but yeah. basically it's like you would have to really try mm-hmm. <laughs> to <laughs> to make kombucha mold. Yeah, I think one of our friends looked into it and was saying it's like it basically creates an environment that's really hostile that for mold. That was me. Was it it was yeah, you? Yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I couldn't remember cuz I remember you and Lena talking about it and yeah. so I couldn't remember if she had read it or not. But no, it was me saying okay. it to her. But yeah. Okay. Yeah. It basically, yeah. It can't. It's very difficult. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like you just said it which it creates an environment that mold is like, yeah. no, I don't want to live here. Though I will say when the mother is first kind of forming, it kind of looks like mold a little yeah. bit. So I think it's really easy when you first start to think it, it's mold. And yeah, so if you're starting cute. it, yeah. yeah, it looks weird. Just let it go and see what happens. Yeah. Maybe don't taste it until no. you're sure. Yeah, don't taste it until you're sure. <laughs> and then see what happens. See what forms. Yeah, basically it starts, like Tashina said, is like you kind of see like spots on top of the liquid mm-hmm. and then it'll 
the spots sort of start to extend a little bit mm-hmm. and then you have this like really weak film on top and then yeah. that film is what will eventually grow in to be your mother. Yeah. And your mother kind of looks like a mushroomy pancake. Hmm. I would say like it has, it has little layers to it, like how pancakes kind of do or like a stack of pancakes, I would uh, say, okay. but it also kind of looks mushroomy. Hmm. Yeah. So like, you'll know it doesn't look like mold. By any means. No, no. If it looks like mold, you did something really yeah. wrong. <laughs> yeah. Also, going back to containers, obviously use food safe containers. Yeah. I use a plastic container, but it's a BPA free plastic and mm-hmm. I'm not super concerned about whatever. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe eventually I'll get rid of it, but Yeah, I think eventually it'd be cool to have a glass one with yeah. the spigot. Yeah. Because that's one thing is it has the little pouring thing. Yeah, yeah. And that is super helpful. That's why you picked it. Yeah. Well. One of the reasons. Yep. But yeah, I love it. It's great. Yeah. Makes a ton of kombucha. Yeah. Which is nice to have. Now I really want kombucha. There's some right there. I know. I'm going to drink some after. literally just, here, I'll just do this. And now you can use your glass for some kombucha. It's not super bubbly right now, but it's still kind of sweet. It's pretty delicious. It's like so early in the fermentation phase. Taste it, Mary. I think. Okay. Smelling it right now. All right. (laughs) Sorry, I didn't mean to rush you. (laughs) May. Mm. It has like a very soft effervescence to it. Yeah. Very sweet still. Yeah. Oh, you know what? I forgot. I added, I added more tea to top it off yesterday. Mm. That's why it's so sweet. I was like, "That's weird. It seems less fermented than it did two days ago." That's why because mm-hmm. I added in a bunch of sweet tea. But still, the fact that you added more tea yesterday and it's still a little effervescent. Well, that says something. I maybe added like three cups to the oh giant mass of liquid. So yeah, but in a couple days. Maybe three or four days, mm-hmm. I will bottle it and do a second fermentation with mm-hmm. some of it. And some of it, I won't even do a second fermentation. I'll just feed it a little more sugar and bottle it. Yeah. And let the, um, I was going to say condensation, the carb, <laughs> let the carbonation build up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The second fermentations are good. I still remember when you made one second fermentation batch. I think it was a second fermentation where you used Earl Grey tea. Mm-hmm. That was so good. Mm-hmm. We don't have any Earl Grey though, I don't think. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Sad. Well, if you find some. Yeah, maybe I'll get some on iHerb or something. Mm-hmm. Order some fun teas to try. Fun teas. Fun teas. Fun teas. Would <laughs> you like some fun teas? <laughs> Not fun teas, fun teas. Well, thank you for the kombucha lesson. Uh, you're welcome. I just I wanted to ask questions because I swear someone commented recently about having a new mother, mm. and so I was like, "Oh, this is perfect," because mm-hmm. their comment implied that they weren't really sure what to do, oh, and where how to start really. So that's why I wanted to ask you. Well, if that person is listening and that is true, feel free to DM me or tweet at me with your questions, mm-hmm. and I will. Probably not answer them in text, but I would be more than happy to make a little video 
Yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, but honestly, I mean, I feel like we are pretty thorough. I think so, too. If you're making kombucha, it's simple. It's Yeah. I can help. Yeah. It's a lot. I think fermented foods are a lot easier than people mm-hmm. realize. Yeah. I would say, though, the thing I haven't quite mastered is sourdough bread. Mm. I can make the sourdough starter, mm-hmm. but the, the bread mm-hmm. part, the part that actually matters for eating... I have not mastered. I'm pretty sure that Gemma, OMG Gemma, G-E-M-M-A on mm-hmm. Instagram, she is in the UK. She's a vegan like food content creator. And she, I'm pretty sure, is currently working on an ebook all about sourdoughs and I want to figure pasta it out and stuff. End. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That might be fine once I've got it. But I don't know. I have this weird thing about if I'm learning something, mm-hmm. not always, but sometimes when it's like a special little project, I don't want to learn it from like someone I kind of know. Yeah. Especially if they're doing it in like a broad, mm. like I, I know it's weird, but like I don't want to just be another person who buys an ebook and learns how to do it. Yeah. I, I know that doesn't make any sense. I'm not even really sure how to put it into <laughs> words because it doesn't make sense to me either. Mm-hmm. But there's just something in the process of finding an old book at a thrift store mm. that has a sourdough recipe or mm-hmm. following some weird obscure dude on Instagram that like, you know, like we talked about before, like, harvests wild yeast from a field in his backyard like there's just i don't know yeah well i was gonna suggest her to people who might be listening if they're interested Mm -mm. she posted a recipe the other day i really want to make where she she made her homemade pasta and Mm -hmm. used aquafaba Hmm. in place of egg Mm because a lot of pastas call for egg yeah so i really want to try that because it looked really good. But her food content is really good. Her dog, Maddie, is adorable. Maddie likes to stand on two legs. Mm-hmm. They don't know why. Maddie was a rescue. She's just always done it. Hmm. So they have all these really cute photos of them out and about, and Maddie's just standing on two legs. And sometimes so she's funny. wearing a little jacket. That's so funny. And it legit, like, if it's set up right, it looks like it is a kid, like a little kid in the photos. <laughs> and it's it's not, it's their dog. It's so cute. I love that so much. Yeah, she's really sweet though. And she is a great person to follow for food content. All right. OMG Gemma. Yeah. OM Gemma? Or is it OMG Gemma? My phone is not here, so now I can't check. I kind of feel like it's OM Gemma. Maybe. Also, Jess Beautician is a great person for food content also. Mm-hmm. She is, I can't. I think she's in Scotland now. I can't remember. Um, OMG Gemma. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but those are two great people I would suggest for food content. Jess Beautician does a lot of what I eat in the, a day videos where she literally shows her making the food. And so I think that could be really helpful motivation. And a lot of times with both of them too, they do tons of food content and it's very simple, relatable, easy dishes. Yeah. And I think that's good to have right now. Yeah, absolutely. Well, simple, relatable, important. Yes. On that note, should we wrap things up? What do you think? Yeah, let's do it. Wrap it up, ship it out. Pack it up, pack it in. Let me begin. (laughs) No, 
No, let me end. (laughs) (laughs) Let me end. We love you, dear listeners and viewers, Mm -hmm. with all of our hearts Mm -hmm. and And, our minds. And kombucha mothers. And all of our kombucha mothers. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening.